Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I will be the guy who finally decides to pull the trigger on proclaiming the end-ish of Tom Brady. Ish. Ish. I'll be the guy. You're hedging. Let, let me be the fat guinea pig out in front to do it. Why not? It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Amber Wilson is in for Canty, who is honeymooning as we speak. He'll be back next week for the start of football season. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. That's your Dr. Pepper call-in line. And just moments ago, I gave you a scorcher. And we want your scorching hot take for the NFL season. The take that you have that you believe people will listen to and say, oof. And I may have had one just a few moments ago. Not may have, I did, when I said that the New York Jets will finish with a better record than the New England Patriots. But this is the other one. This is not Tom Brady falling off a cliff like he did, like Max Kellerman had him, Amber. But I'm hearing a lot of things with Tom Brady that make me believe that football's not the most important thing to him anymore, or at least is, has even fallen a little bit further down the list of things that are important to him. Maybe I'm a sucker. Call me a sucker. It didn't go well for Max Kellerman those years ago. Even Tom Brady reminds him of it on Twitter whenever Brady gets the chance. Mm-hmm. I think Brady went on to win like two or three Super Bowls since Max Kellerman said that we've seen the end of Tom Brady. And there's been many others other than Max that are prime examples of why you never bet against Tom Brady or why you don't count out Tom Brady. And you're doing it. Now, I'm not going to fall for the rope a dope. I know he's 45. I know about all the rumors of his personal life and what might be going on there with his family. I understand the sentiment expressed by Brady the other day that, hey, when you're in your 40s, you got a lot of stuff going on. I understand all of that. And yet none of it is going to make me fall for the rope-a-dope and count out Tom Brady. This is still a very good Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. Now, yes, they have an O-line that's been decimated by injuries already. But you are talking about a solid team in a weaker conference that you should be pretty decent if you're also happen to have, you know, the greatest quarterback that ever lived at the helm, even if he takes a little bit of a step back this year, Carlin. Is it really falling off a cliff, by the way, when you're 45? No, <laughs> if you, but, if he mean, did, in fact, take a step back. I yeah. mean, even if he wasn't great, like I don't can anybody accuse him of that at this point in his career? But I don't think it's going to happen. Well, here he is yesterday on Let's Go, his podcast on Sirius XM with uh, noted hard hitting journalist Jim Gray on exactly what he's feeling these days as you get older you know life changes quite a bit you know i think there's different responsibilities that take form in your life different perspective you gain you know when i was 25 all i did was think about football that was my life it was eat sleep drink football over time other priorities develop because you change and evolve through life and you grow in different ways so you know you take on these different responsibilities of family and and commitment and so forth and you commit time and energy to those things so we all have different things that are going on and I think once football season comes I really lock in on what I need to do and how I need to focus and the kind of commitment I need to make for the organization so that we can maximize our potential as a team yeah but part of that is being there for all of training camp and I didn't think much of it a few weeks ago I really didn't if anybody could overcome that it's Brady obviously But the more I hear him talk about this stuff, Amber, the more I believe that football just is not, you know, 
one, two, maybe it's three on that list right now. And if the Buccaneers were in the AFC, I would pick them to not make the playoffs. That's how strongly I feel about this. Well, if they were in the AFC, I wouldn't be picking them to contend for a Super Bowl. I might pick them for a postseason. I mean, part of this is that, of course, the Bucs are aided by the conference they're in. Yeah. But in the NFC, where do you have them then? I mean, if you actually legitimately believe that Tom Brady takes a step back, you still have the Bucs making a postseason run? I mean, define postseason run. Do I have the Bucs in the NFC championship game? No. Okay. I think the Bucs will lose in the first playoff game that they play. Let's put it that way. And I think they win the division. I don't, as you know, I am not a believer in the Saints. Bucks will win the division. This is not Brady going to be awful, but this is Brady and the Bucks not elevating to the to the championship level. I, I I think the Rams are better than them. I think the 49ers can be, depending on the situation. I don't believe the Saints will be. The Packers should be. I think the Eagles are better than them. I do. Wow. And, and I know it's saying a lot, but with, with the injuries they've had, I, I as much as I love their weapons here, Brady, I just expect that it's not going to be that 5,000-yard, incredibly dynamic year that we have continued to see. And I can, I'm, I'm surprised, frankly, that I'm the guy. But I've just heard him talk about it too much. And granted, it's not a knock on him. If whatever's going on in his personal life, see, you know, the rumors about whatever issues he's got going on at home, I mean, you would understand where that would be the case. We had a caller earlier talk about being able to compartmentalize all that. That's great. This is this has been a different dude for a long time, and I just think we may see a little bit more of the human side this year where He's not able to do it because it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of compartmentalizing going on right now. I think we've seen the human side, though, ever since he left New England, right? Like, we've seen the human side the last couple of years. Not to this extent, though. Well, whether it's, you know, looking like he's, you know, had a lot of fun and maybe some beverages and throwing the Lombardi on a boat, you know. Mm -hmm. And we've seen these moments from Tom Brady where Tom's actually a human to us. And it's one of the things that has made him so likable here late in his career. And a lot of people thought Tom Brady was never going to be likable because he was one of those robot guys in the NFL for so long when he was in New England. So I think part of what's happening here is that you're actually just hearing from Tom Brady, like really hearing from, like instead of cliches and quarterback right, so you cliches. You think he's just being more hearing. open with what yeah, he's saying? Yeah, I feel like he's just being a human and he's being more open. And so it's freaking us all out because we didn't hear it for the first 20 years of his career. So now we're we're like, wait a minute, you have feelings, you're a human. Uh, what's happening? You have emotion. There's might be things to you outside of this game that we all watch you play. Uh, what is going and you would admit He's never to given it us any reason before happening. to believe that there was anything outside. Of course, but that was the Patriot way, right? And that was the robot way in him. And it's hard to get personality out of these guys in the NFL, particularly at that position. In your 40s, you don't give a hoot. Garland, right? And mm-hmm. Tom Brady has reached that point in his life. He does not give a hoot what we think or what anybody else thinks. 
And for that reason, I think he's going to roll out there, though, and prove everybody wrong. Because I do think that he gives a hoot about the chip on his shoulder, and I think he just found a reason to have another one. Whether that's actually what's going on in his personal life, or whether it's that some people are counting him out because of it. Whatever's happening with him off the field, I think that it actually just motivates him more once he's actually on that field. Yes, he is admitting to us that there is life beyond football, but when he's out there, game one, I think all of that other stuff goes away, at least for that time being, while that clock is ticking. We'll ask another Hall of Famer what he hears from Brady and what the experience will be like on Monday Night Football next week when it is a huge night up in Seattle. That is next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. You know, you look at week one, there are so many good good games that, you know, jump off the page, whether it's even just, you know, Carolina taking on uh, the, the, um, the Browns so you get a chance to see Baker Mayfield against... Uh, his former team, whether it's Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, in in Cincinnati, um, right away you get the Patriots down against your Dolphins. Um, there's a bunch of them, and Tampa Bay, Dallas, we've talked about um, Vegas and the Chargers, great game. Even Kansas City, Arizona is a really good game. But how about Denver, Seattle Monday night? Denver, Seattle Monday night, like you not only get Baker against the Browns in Week One. But you now get Russell Wilson against the Seahawks in week one. Last year, they had the Jets in Carolina to have Darnold against the uh, the Pan- against the Jets in week one. It's almost like they try to get these out of the way now, Amber. But like Denver, Seattle on Monday night, that's an awesome setup. It's a great setup to see, I guess, what how Russell Wilson handles it, right? Like, I don't know if people are as interested in that Seattle team generally, but mm. getting that done, getting that out of the gate, I think that'll be fun for everybody involved. I just think that more than anything else, for Wilson, 
this is an opportunity to go home and show them that, I mean, frankly, that they made the wrong choice, that Pete was the choice over Russ, and I think that was a mistake. I, I definitely think that was a mistake. We'll get into that more. Walter Jones, the Pro Football Hall of Fame tackle, he joins us right now to talk about all things NFL, especially with Russell Wilson. Walter, it's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio. We appreciate a few minutes. How you doing? I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Well, we appreciate it, absolutely. And, you know, first of all, Monday Night Football, Russ goes back to Seattle uh, what is your expectation about what that scene is going to be like and, frankly, what that matchup is going to be like with Denver and Seattle on Monday night? I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. I think I think all the fans and, and I think everybody's looking forward to it. I think it's a great start to the season for a game like this where, you know, Russell has done so much for the city and for this team to come back to this team. But I think the fans are going to do what they do. You know, they're going to boo him. But still, again, you have to recognize the things that he was able to do here while he was in Seattle two Super Bowl wins, uh, 10 wins since he's been here in the league. So I think from that standpoint, people are going to realize what they're missing from him. But still, again, I think this team is going to be ready to play him and try to make it tough for Russell on Monday night. Yeah, Walter Carlin just said that he feels like Russell Wilson will essentially kind of have something to prove when he goes back and prove that they made the wrong decision here. I kind of felt like both sides were on the same page when it came to Seattle and Russell Wilson. Like it was just time for the two sides to part ways. Do you think that that situation out there is such that Russell Wilson's going to be extra motivated then? Like he's got something to prove out there? I, I, you know, I don't think he have anything to prove. You know, you can just see that by just his, his extension. You know, that's, I think, in the end game, that's what guys want. That's the, that's the whole point. You want to win Super Bowls, but financially, you want to be able to make as much money as you can because you're not in this game for long. But, you know, I don't know if anything to prove. I think what the Seahawks was doing at that point, I think, you know, you have to make decisions. And sometimes decisions that some of the fans might not like, but I thought where this team was going and what this team had to offer – I thought that, that those big-name guys was going to get cut or they're going to get traded. And I think, you know, with the Russell Wilson thing, I think it was something that's been brewing for the last couple of years. But I think that now where this team is at and the guys that you see on this team now, I think it was the best bet for the Seahawks to kind of, okay, clear clear that space and kind of like let's start back over. And I think for Pete, I think this is great for Pete. This is what Pete does, you know, where when you can get these guys in here where people don't give him a chance, now he can coach these guys. And Pete has been great at that about competing and going out and playing football. So I'm thinking that, that this team's going to have some great games this season. And it's just a matter of can those guys win those games when they come tough in the fourth quarter. Walter Jones, NFL uh, pro, pro Football Hall of Famer, uh, joining us right now. Of course, Hall of Fame tackle with the Seahawks. He's honoring his late friend and former teammate Cortez Kennedy today with the sixth annual 96 check. We'll tell you about that initiative in just a moment. Let me play devil's advocate for a second here, Walter. If you're the Seahawks and we have seen players like Brady, like other uh, other quarterbacks, uh, Aaron Rodgers, play and be as good as they are till later in their career. Uh, and you've got Russ, who's already stated he wants to stick around that long to play. If it truly was, I don't know if it was a strict decision between him and and whether or not Pete was going to be there or where they were going, did they make the right choice at that point, or would you rather just stick with a franchise quarterback through a couple of lean years? You know, I don't know. I think sometimes, you know, you, you can sometimes you can get uh, sometimes everybody just see the game different. Or 
I think at this point with Russell now, you see guys, like you say, you see guys like Tom Brady or you see guys like Peyton Manning that goes other places and be able to show that it's just not, okay, I'm in a system. So I think for Russell, from a standpoint of not proving to beat Seattle, I think it's just more proven that he can go anywhere else and play the game of football and play it at a very high level. So from a standpoint of that, a good move, I thought once they signed Pete back, I knew then that they wanted Pete. They liked Pete, what Pete was doing. So I think they had to make that decision. You know, like I think it was a great choice. I think with the team around him, I think it was a great choice for Pete to keep Pete because now you can deal with those younger guys. Now you've got a guy like Russell that is now – He's in his prime of his career where now he wants everything to be about what he wants to do and that they're doing everything to make sure that they put great people around him. So I think it was a mutual decision for both of those guys because you have to realize that uh, Russell had to approve the trade. So I think it was one of those things where it was a, a mutual agreement and, and to part ways. But I think it's going to be fun for everybody. I think it's going to be fun for the, for, the, for the team to get him to come here the first game of the season so we can get that out the way and we can focus focus on the season. So – I think it's going to be great for both parties to go ahead and get this game out the way, and then now they can prepare for the season. You keep mentioning Pete Carroll. He's in his 70s now. Are you surprised that Pete still wants to be doing this in a post-Russell Wilson era in Seattle? <laughs> I think it does. You know, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to figure out coaches sometimes and how why they do it for so long. But then you think about it. You know, you, you listen to guys that retire. You know, sometimes the whole thing about retirement is all about just trying to find your purpose Try to find something that can make you excited and, and, and feel that void like football does. you got to realize that he's a very energetic guy, so I'm assuming he's very in shape. So, you know, you think about it. What else would you want to be doing? I don't, I don't think he's ready to, to sit at home and watch his grass grow or, or watch the water. So I think it's fun. You know, I think it's fun that the fact that he's able to, you know, change with the guard. You know, these kids are younger now. you got to always be prepared for that and stuff. And I think he has done a great job to keep himself young, and keep the organization young, too. Walter, last one. Um, we see what's going on with Tom Brady. He was away from the team for 11 days. You know, different stories out there about what is going on for him personally. And I'm just curious from this standpoint for you. You retired when you were 34. What mm-hmm. was it going on in your mind that kind of told you, okay, this is the time for me to do this? Because so many times we hear people talk about when you have started to think about it, you may as well already be retired. I think that's so true. I think it's one of those things. I think for me personally, uh, that I was able to to make that decision without you know having any heartaches about it. Uh, I think it's one of those things where you realize that what it takes. A lot of time when you hear guys talk about when they make that decision to retire, it's not about playing the game of football. It's all about the work that you have to put into it to get yourself ready for the season. So I think you hear a lot of guys say that. And I think sometimes that's the decision that you make. Uh, do I want to put that extra work in? You know, your body's starting to not recover as fast. You wake up, you're sore. So I think from a standpoint of just retiring, you know, you understand you can play the game. This is about the preparation. You know, you hear a lot of guys talk about that. Do I continually still find that that motivation to, to want to go out there and work when ain't nobody watching you? Because Sunday games are easy. It's the preparation to get yourself ready. It's what's tough on a lot of guys. And, and you come to make that decision when it's time to retire. Walter, tell us about 96 Check, your initiative that remembers your good friend and teammate, Cortez Kennedy. Oh, oh, definitely. It's been something that, you know, just been dear to my heart, you know, for the last six years and stuff like that. So it's about, you know, Cortez Kennedy passed away here. And, you know, he was a great friend of mine. And, you know, just just talking to a lot of former players, you know, it's all about how Cortez would call on you during the offseason, check on you, you know, anytime. 
randomly, you know, you get a phone call at three o'clock in the morning, you think there's something wrong, but he will always call us to check on you, check on your family, check on your kids. So, you know, when he passed away, you know, I wanted to always try to do something to remember him by. And then once I met other people outside of football that was his friends, that was the first thing that they said, that he always would check in on you. So I wanted to start, you know, an initiative where we check in on the guys. A lot of times uh, when we work or we're doing stuff, we get so busy in our own life that we forget about those certain people. So for me personally, I just wanted to be recognized. It's called the 96 Check Initiative. I took his uh, jersey number, went with September the 6th. So now you just remember, just on a day like this, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, you know, just check on those people that have crossed your life or even family and friends. Sometimes, like I say, we get so busy in our life that we sometimes forget to just to check in on people. And sometimes I have realized doing this that uh, checking in on people, just calling to say, hey, how your day going or how you doing, have, have, have gave people positive energy. So for me personally, it's been something that's dear to my heart. And this is like today, today has been great. Uh, to call guys and just check in with guys. So this is something that is very dear to my heart. So I'm just asking everybody today to do the 96 check, check on your friends, check on your family, check on your loved ones, and, and just let them know that you're here for them. And, and, and if they need any help, you hear them there for them too. So thank you guys for having me on here to talk about the 96 check initiative. Absolutely. Hall of Famer Walter Jones, we appreciate it, man. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. And, Look, you get a lot out of it, and I'm I'm very interested in that mentality right now because I think there's more things going on with Tom Brady where I am starting to see the, the end. And not falling off a cliff, Max, but still starting to see the end. Meanwhile, somebody else is at it again, doubting the class of the AFC. You're going to find out who right after Amber has this from Disney+. Plus. Listen up, everybody. You hear the music. It's because Disney Plus Day is coming. It is on September 8th. It's a day of celebration, surprises, and exclusive premieres like Disney's Pinocchio, Marvel's Thor Love and Thunder, and new episodes of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Also, Pixar's Cars on the Road, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi and Jedi's Return, National Geographic's Epic Adventures of Bertie Gregory, and the new Simpsons short Welcome to the Club. Plus, don't miss other new favorites like Growing Up, Frozen 1 and 2 sing-alongs, and Dancing with the Stars, the pro's most memorable dances. Nothing is bigger, nothing's better. Nothing beats Disney Plus Day. All of these and more streaming September 8th. If you live with us, you have to eat like This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash! 
Bush shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Amber Wilson in for Canty. It's the first time I've heard get up, get down. That was some excellent imaging. Yeah, outstanding. 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 Imaging is what we call it in the biz. It's imaging. Yeah, it's, you know, listen, I, it was a little too techno that I didn't expect there, but I can deal with that. And what we heard on Get Up this morning, Amber Wilson, was from Bart Scott regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, uh, I just don't know are going to uh, make the playoffs. Listen, you can't be one-sided. Within their division, they're the only team that is front-loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Every team has closed the gap. You look at the, co- the, the discrepancy in quarterbacks. You can't say Russell Wilson's that far from Patrick Mahomes. You can't say Justin Herbert's that far. But when you look at the comparing the defenses, the other defense in this league is miles ahead of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're going to pay the price. The Kansas City Chiefs are not making the playoffs. That is a scorcher to be sure. And I have to say, like, I kind of get it from Bart's standpoint of who they lost this offseason, but I, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, I can't believe for a minute that they're not going to not gonna make the playoffs, even though the rest of that division is as tough as it is. I thought I was tough on the Chiefs when I have been screaming from the mountaintops that, hey, they actually are going to miss Tyreek Hill. And sure, this might be receiver by committee, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to miss a step here. I thought that was a hot take. To say they're not going to make the postseason, though, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid still, it's not like this wide receiver room is completely decimated. What am I doing? I am finding myself in a position now where I'm fighting against my own original take because Bart has taken it up a notch into that next <laughs> level. I think some of what we do here, Carlin, is that... We want everybody in the AFC to be in the postseason. I mean, I guess to Bart's point, like not everybody can make the postseason, right? They are in a really tough division there for the Chiefs. But man, I am. It's like how I told you to be careful when you're betting against Tom Brady. I'm also not going to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I don't think the Chiefs are making a Super Bowl this season, but I'm not willing to go out on a limb and say they're not going to make the postseason at all. Amber Bart's drunk. Let's just put it that way. Uh, let's simplify this as it is. Bart's out of his mind. And look, it's not just saying it to say it. Bart does believe that. And I know where he's coming from. Because when you do have to play the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Broncos six times, that could take its toll on you. And when you have good teams in other divisions, like the Colts, If you still believe in the Titans, eh, I don't know. Ravens, Browns, eh, you know, everybody else except the quarterback. Certainly the Bengals, the Bills, are the Dolphins bet. Like, the AFC is loaded. I can't make the case for the Chiefs to not make the postseason. I think one thing that people really forget about Kansas City is just how good their offensive line is. Like, one of the guys they drafted last year, it's Creed Humphrey. That guy's been amazing. He's been absolutely tremendous at center for them. Orlando Brown is is there. You know, they still have Joe Thune. Like, they have a good group up front that's going to protect Patrick Mahomes. And as much as we want to talk about Tyreek Hill, Amber, how many times have we seen 
quarterbacks become what Bart and Chris have talked about all the time, the force multiplier, the guy that makes other players better. Do we believe for a second that Patrick Mahomes isn't going to make you know, Juju Smith-Schuster better than he was in Pittsburgh, that they don't believe in Sky Moore a little bit? Sky Moore was considered by most the steal of the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is that guy who should be able to elevate the talent around him. We have him in that level of top-tier quarterback, and that's what they're expected to do. So, Mecole Hardman, Sky Moore, Juju, all of those guys, even if they're not Tyreek, even if they don't have Tyreek's speed, even if they're not burners after the catch, you still have Patrick Mahomes getting them the football. And there's reason to believe, even though Tyreek Hill will be out here telling you that Patrick Mahomes is not as accurate as Tua, I have no reason to believe that Patrick Mahomes is not going to get those new guys uh, the football just as beautifully as he was able to get it to Tyreek Hill. In short, bag it, Bart. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, not to mention your smart speaker. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Up next, your chance to chime in on the Dr. Pepper Call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We want your scorcher, your scorching hot take about the NFL season and something that is going to happen that you might think you believe in, but everybody else is going to look at you and say, you're out of your mind. I got the Jets finishing in front of the Patriots, for Pete's sake. I got the Eagles going to the Super Bowl. What do you got? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You can't miss Canty and Carlin. Pound for pound. The biggest show on ESPN radio. We want the scorchers. We want the takes that nobody else has. We want the takes that people will look at you and think you're a moron. I know that look. I live that look. And I've had a couple today thinking that Tom Brady, Amber, is I'm finally starting to buy into, not that he's going to fall off a cliff this year, but that this is going to be it. And losing in the end, winning, a, you know, getting to the postseason because they're in a bad conference and ultimately not doing much with that, I'm going to believe that right now Brady has a lot of other things on his mind other than just football. So I'm thinking he's kind of phasing out here a little bit. And, and again, it's not over. He's going to be effective, but I don't see 5,000 yards sitting in his future here. I feel like you're hedging. Like, I feel like you want to say no, that hedging. he's going to fall off a cliff, but you're scared to because of what happened to Max Kellerman a few years ago. Oh, I'm not, so you've, I, I, I'm you've not learned the lessons of others. Of anything. Uh, I, I, it's not a little scared. Like, I'm you're hedging of, a little bit. You're like, he's going to take a step The only thing back. I am scared of is a scale. That's it. <laughs> 
I'm not scared of anything else. Yes. I, I I wouldn't care about that. I called D- Derek Jeter a fraud during his whole, during his farewell tour. Hell I'm not no. scared. I, but what I would say is this: I expect Brady to play okay this year. I expect the Bucks to be a good team. They are a good team, but comparatively speaking, in the NFC. They they can be a good team. If they were in the AFC, we wouldn't be talking about this. And I would have the, I, I it would be much more noticeable on my part because I'm, I'd have the Bucks out of the playoffs. They could still win their division here. You remember he was in the MVP conversation last season, right? You I remember do. he was putting up historic career numbers for somebody who's been doing this for over two decades. I do, but he wasn't talking like this. He wasn't. Like it, was, it seems like listen. There's obviously wasn't something the be going all on. end all. There's something going on. There's a lot of rumors. But also, I think that he's more transparent with us than he used to be. He's more of a human. And we're just not used to sort of the humanity component of Tom Brady. I'm not All counting right. him out. I'm not falling for it. I'm not falling for the rope-a-dope. Even with your hedge, unless he's injured. And I think if he doesn't get there, if he doesn't get to 5,000, I think we're talking about an O-line and maybe hits on Brady and it just being too decimated up front in front of him. I, I, I don't think it's actually Tom Brady taking a step back or falling off a cliff. I'm just not, I'm not doing it, man. Not doing it. I know better. It say ESPN. That's your Dr. Pepper call in line number. 888-729-3776. Bring the scorchers. Bring the heat. <laughs> Dave, Michigan, up first. Dave, flamethrower. Let's have it. My Detroit lie downs are going to win at least 10 games this year and possibly threaten the uh, Packers for winning the uh, NFC North. See, Dave, you are a classic sucker, okay? <laughs> you you have not even taken the bait. You have jumped straight into the boat. And this is, and I, I don't mean to downplay this for Lions fans. I do think that they will improve this year. But let's not get crazy here. That's not a team that's ready to win 10 games and win a division, Amber. They're improve. on their way up. Improve. They won three games last season, so yes. fine. They'll improve. Like, Maybe you guys seven, you'll be happy. Hit. And we'll get crazy. Ten they, games. They, they have a they have a schedule. I'm looking that at is it. conducive to doing some damage. Like yeah. after you get past Philadelphia, you've got Washington, Minnesota, but then you get Seattle at home. You go to New England, the Cowboys. Um, really, the, this Chicago, is the tougher part of their schedule. Then it's Giants, back to the Bears, the Giants, Jacksonville, Jacksonville the Jets, Carolina. It's the not the hardest again. schedule by any means. So they this can is win the first seven time I'm really games. taking they're, it in. They're not winning ten. Yeah, How about Tyler five, in Sacramento? Eight. Up next, Tyler, give us the scorcher. Bring the heat. Don't waste our time. Can you guys hear me? Yes. I just want to say Trey Lance has the 49ers' life in their hands. Trey Lance is 22 years old without any NFL experience, barely, in a, uh, barely any college experience. Look, I'm 22. I'd have so much pressure on me to handle a team that, almost, that went to the Super Bowl in 2019 and to an NFC championship last year. To take over a team that has so much potential is so scary. So what's the take? I'm just going to say Trey Lance needs to take us to the Super Bowl or it's going to be Jimmy G's job again. Within, he has to have a good record. That's what I want to say. 
All right. Well, that's not quite a scorcher. That's, you know, <laughs> the tell me the Trey would Lance be is Jimmy out. Garoppolo is going to replace Trey Lance and Trey yes. Lance is never going to get the job back. That would be the scorcher. And that's the concern that you and I had for the 49ers is that Jimmy Garoppolo would, in fact, be taking back over this job. And then the 49ers find themselves in a really strange situation wherever their season ends up ending. So Jimmy G gets a contract extension from the 49ers. That would be a scorcher. That's, That's a what we're looking for. Take. Like after right. he wins the Super Bowl for the 49ers, Oof. they then have to give him a contract extension. And that exactly. would be, that's like the only scenario where they would, right? Because otherwise, why did you trade away all those picks to draft? I got to tell you, Amber, I'm not even convinced they would at that point. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> wow. I'm not considering what they did to go get Trey Lance. Nico, Albany, New York. Nico. Bring it. What do you got? Hey, my man. All right, I got a two-parter for you. So, number one, the New York football giants are going to win the NFC East. Oh. And number two, Daniel Jones is going to get a contract extension with the Giants. Oh, that's a pair of scorchers right that's there. A, that's a scorcher and a half. That's a scorcher. That's asking for a lot to happen. I don't know about that. I, I could, I mean... Oh, gosh, I have a hard time with the Daniel Jones. I have a hard time buying in. I have a hard time believing. I feel like if they believe they would have picked up his fifth-year option, I have a hard time that it's going to look much different. I have a hard time believing Saquon's going to be Saquon again. I, I just have a hard time with all of it, frankly, with this Giants team. Yeah, I have a lot of issues around that. They've got some easier games in theory, but they're the Giants. A lot of other teams are looking at them as their easier <laughs> games in their matchups there. And as far as Jones is concerned... It's more about the fact that he can't stay on the field. And when they cannot trust him to stay on the field, how are you supposed to blossom as a quarterback? I fully expect that Daniel, like the real scorcher would have been Daniel Jones stays healthy all year. Check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN radio and on ESPN plus.